This is a GK Media Podcast. Hello, hope you're having a great week and thank you for joining me for another short bonus episode of Business Bites. For this episode, we are going back to November 2022, where I spoke to Emily Kyo, Director of Kyo Accountancy Group, on episode 37 of Gary Talks entitled Value, Family and Adapting. In that episode, Emily gave great financial tips and talked about the importance of understanding your client's business, what sectors in the Irish economy are performing well at the moment, finding value in yourself, life experiences, the necessity to keep evolving and developing new business strategies. And in this extract from that episode, she talks about the increase of the minimum wage in Ireland to 11.30 per hour, which came in on January the 1st, 2023. And what expectations are on employers now and how does an employer protect their business in today's economic climate? Recently, we were filming a conference at an event and attendees there spoke about their concerns around inflation and even their fears regarding a possible recession. So they were worried about paying today's bills, but also scared of how will they survive if a recession hits the country. And right now, inflation is continuing to rise and it's a tricky scenario as people are looking for a better wage, which means businesses may have to increase the cost of their products or service. And how does that affect the business and does it add further to inflation again? Sadly, there are businesses closing down in the first quarter of this year as they can't pay their bills or they can't retain staff. And where does this all end? And it's a very difficult situation out there at the moment for businesses and at the same time, employees are struggling as well in many sectors. Employment is at an amazing level in Ireland at the moment. People can basically walk out of one job and walk straight into another if they wish. But there definitely is a struggle happening at the moment out there with rising inflation costs, expectations of employees, and I suppose businesses also facing difficult scenarios regarding recruiting and retaining. So I start off by asking Emily's, are employers expected to increase their staff's wages this year, regardless of whether they are on the minimum wage or not? And here is what she had to say. Employers will be expected to do it based on their business model. I mean, if you have staff in there who are experienced that they're on 11.50 and then the minimum wage rises to 11.30, well, then that staff member might very well approach you and ask you for a pay increase. And there is where the employer has to make the decision. Do I want to retain that staff or am I willing to let that staff go elsewhere and get paid what they want to get paid? So again, it's employers having to look at their staff, staff retention, how you retain talent. And if you want to retain talent, usually the way to retain them is by wage increases along with the good working environment, along with taking care of your staff and along of making sure that their needs are met. And I think it's also very important from a employer's point of view to make sure that their staff are okay inside and outside of work. I mean, we've evolved to a working life where you don't just come in and do your nine to half five. Employers take an interest in their staff. You know, you want to make sure they're okay. You want to make sure they're looked after. You want to make sure it's your responsibility that you are looking after them. They're people, they're humans, they have lives outside of their jobs. And it's very important that employers understand that and take that into account. I mean, people have bad days, people make mistakes and you just have to be very aware that you don't know what's going on in someone's life outside of work. Mm. So 
you take care of yourself from a well-being point of view and a monetary point of view. And I think there's, there should be a balance between both. I mean, if you have staff who's on 1150, but you can afford to give them a pay increase, but you're, you look after their well-being, that's a, a great plus for the staff member themselves. But I always say you do have to have a focus point. So you do have to manage your future cash flow. Going back to staff, your business, the core of any business is their staff. Staff are so important to any business. Your staff are the ones who keep the clients. Your staff is the one who keeps the business running. Your staff are the one who makes you who you are. So they're very important. They're the core of any business. And then again, I suppose it's managing expectations, having a realistic view and looking forward. I mean, you can do cash flow projections and you can do them just for up to one year. And you can look at your creditors and you can see that you're paying maybe some subscriptions or some creditors that you don't, you don't need. So you cut them. Whatever sector you're in, you can go around to the businesses who do what you do in the same locality and see what prices they're charging. Now, it just takes time. It's market research and it's ensuring that uh, you do have enough cash flow to get you through the year. The debt warehousing scheme was extended. So that would be a help to businesses who are feeling the, the pinch. Another thing is debtors. Now, you know, some sectors are lucky, like restaurants and bars, in one sense that when they serve their product, they get paid straight away. But there's other sectors who will provide a service, but they might raise the invoice for 30 days and then it take might another 30 days to get paid. And I always say about debtors who don't pay, if you have debtors out there yourself and say there could be 100,000 and you can't get that back, you're effectively acting as a bank for that customer because you're aiding their cash flow while just aiding your own. So it's very important that you have a tight hold on your debtors, that you invoice the work, that you send the invoice out, that you follow it up after 30 days. And if you don't get any response in 30 days, that you keep following, following up. It's very important that you get that money in for your own business. It's really important that you understand that you are providing a valuable service and you are off value to somebody. They need you to trade. They need you to be in business. And it's knowing your worth and knowing that you did a really good job, that you, know, you might have spent years qualifying to do this. My advice, which I probably do myself, is at the moment now I'm tidying up on debtors. So we'll tidy them up. And in January, we have meetings with the staff. Between us all, we devise a strategy for the year. And it's involving everyone as a teamwork. And then we put them strategies in place. We all discuss them and we put them in place and they're set in stone. Now, obviously, everything's subject to change, but that's what we do in January. And we forecast our cash flow. So we look at the work that's on, we forecast the fee income from that, we forecast the expenses and we'll do it for the year. I suppose it's coming in with the strategy, you know, involving your staff in that strategy so everyone knows you know, what are the values of your business, what are your mission statements, what you want to achieve in 2023 and what your staff think. Do they think there's something, they, because they're the ones hitting the ground running, so they see a lot. So do they see anything you could do better? Do, do they see anything you can change? And it's amazing if you work collectively as a team and the morale that comes with that, how much productivity increases and how great it is to come into work in an atmosphere like that and you enjoy it. And if you enjoy what you do, I mean, you're winning. And I think the better work environment you create, the better your business will do. I know when people are saying, oh, like, for instance, oh, I need social media, but it's a huge cost. Or I need to employ X, Y, Z, but it's a huge cost. I don't look at them as costs. I look at them as investments. Because what you invest, you'll get back tenfold. Mm. That's the way I would look at them. So whenever I have something in front of me, a proposal, I always look at it and I say, OK, this is how much it's going to cost me. After 12 months, this is how much I'm going to make on it. And that's my aim. I think entrepreneurs naturally take risks. Some entrepreneurs take big, bigger risks than others, but I don't think you can be an entrepreneur if you take no risk. There's risk associated with everything and you'll never get through life without taking risks. And I think they are important to take. And if you fail, you learn. 
So it's better than taking the risk and failing than always thinking, God, if I had done that. And there will be risk you take that will pay off and you'll be delighted that you took that risk. I think be conservative, do your cash flows. It, again, it depends on which sector. Some sectors are booming, some sectors aren't. So you'd have to sit down and you'd have to see, do you know, what's on the forecast for this year? Do you know, this is what I did last year. Then you compare it to this year. You forecast your income. And then, you know, if you need to cut payments, you will cut payments. Or you might say, God, I have so much work on, I need to hire a staff. And you'll hire a staff. It's basically taking a conservative practical, like it's not hard. It's a practical approach. These are my, I always start with your costs if you're, cash, if you're doing a cash flow What's it going to cost you every month? So you have your costs every month. So if you're going to make a profit, your sales need to be more than your costs. It's like, it's not rocket science. It's just been very, very practical, very, very conservative. And you can always stress test it by 20%, 30% in a worst case scenario. And you should be breaking even or more. It's very easy to bury your head in the sand, but the earlier you catch it, the better. And look, if you do need to close, it's not failing. It's just, this doesn't work out. Just like I would say, this just isn't for you. Like say, if my practice closed down tomorrow, I would tell myself, this just wasn't your, your path. I think what Emily spoke about there says a lot. It's about a balance for employees from both a well-being and monetary point of view. But you also have to safeguard the business by protecting your cash flow and keeping a tight hold on debtors. And it really is a balancing act and you may need to take risks, calculated risks. You have to keep creating opportunities to grow the business. So as always, you can engage with me directly by following Gary Talks on Instagram, TikTok or LinkedIn. And you can support the show by sharing these podcasts with your friends, colleagues and siblings. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this week's Business Bites episode. And I hope you can join me next Wednesday for another in-depth interview. Have a great week.